I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Fanatical L Show, part of the L Network. We are a bunch of wild and crazy Cleveland Browns fans all the latest in Browns news. Tune in now. And good evening to all you wild and crazy Cleveland Browns fans out there. This is the Fanatical Elves show, part of the Fanatical Elves network. Hello, Steve. Hello, Elliot. How are you doing on this Thursday evening? Wonderful. Fantastic, man. How are Uh, you, John? I'm good. Thank you for asking. (laughs) So, wow, aren't we polite? I know. I know. My goodness. Guys, we just, you know, we've had a full week, Here. and I know Let that... Me, uh, me oh, stick my pinky finger out while I drink my orange Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a full week, and we can laugh today, and that's good, because I think many of us uh, during the week, uh, I had the chance to listen to all of you guys earlier on your shows, the Brownie Acts, and then the Dog Pound South, and Steve, I think you started it off um, Tuesday morning with a very solemn sort of, you know, good morning, you know, you know, wish that hadn't happened. And, you know, we're talking about what happened to Nick Chubb. Obviously the game uh, kind of takes a back seat to what, what a horrific moment that was for Nick Chubb. And, um, you know, we all love Nick Chubb. I mean, we've talked about Nick Chubb endlessly. He was on the brink of, he was only 40 or 30 some yards away from passing Mike Pruitt. He probably would have done it Monday night if he had continued to play and would have certainly passed Leroy Kelly on the scale. But beyond all that, it was just a gruesome injury and a heartache. Uh, He's had his injuries before, and when he played at Georgia, had that same leg, that same knee reconstructed. So there's a lot of concern amongst us, and I just wanted to get your uh, feelings today and how you're uh, looking at this for the Browns and for Nick Chubb. Uh, Steve, let's start with you. Uh, well, um, all I can say is, uh, when it happened and when the announcer says we can't show the replay, I looked at my wife and went, I need to go out back and get a little air. Yeah. Uh, I was out there yeah. for a couple minutes and came back in and just right. went, well, you know, injuries do happen. And, uh, uh, he is a, Big part of the offense. He is the offense in, on, on a lot of games and a lot of halves. But uh, I think um, winning for Nick is a great rallying cry for this team. Um, so moving forward, uh, they're just going to have to deal uh, without having him. I, I think that uh, signing Kareem Hump, Hunt helps tremendously. 
not in the way that he's going to play, just in the way of him being on the team. So, uh, yeah, things happen. It's the NFL. Injuries are going to happen. Yeah, um, it's just so, so in, in the 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 indestructible Nick Chubb. I think that we've all just sort of come to expect just what a sturdy force he's been since he's come to Cleveland and he yeah. rarely makes mistakes. He never fumbles the ball. Um, well, he's, he has fumbled the ball. <laughs> well, I can a, think a of few, a couple of times, <laughs> a few times, but it's such a rare, I mean, beyond that, it's it just, is a rarity. It, it, you don't, you don't see Nick. And then, you know, you, you, you think also like, I know Rod Bloom or, or the Browns, Blitz show talked with his brother last night or today about, you know, the, the idea that that image of uh, we see of Chubb do, lifting all that weight and all those things that he does in the offseason, he goes down to see his old teammates in this high school. And it's just it's just a crushing blow. So um, I think but, he has the uh, capacity to come back. We'll have to be wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, let uh, you know, I know the sports writers want to speculate and uh, let's let the doctors do all the all the thinking and the hard work. Uh, yes. I hate to tell this to the beat writers in Cleveland, but they're the experts. You're not. <laughs> Elliot, what are you, what, what are your, what are your thoughts this week? I, I didn't have a chance to really listen to your uh, take about Nick yet. What are, where are you no, at? With would, he was taken in the same draft as Baker Mayfield. Uh, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, especially from the offensive point of view, this has never been Baker Mayfield's team. It never was. It was always Nick Chubb's team. It right. still is. It was never Deshaun Watson's team. It has been Nick Chubb's team. This has been a run-first team from the get-go. Uh, Nick Chubb has been our offensive stu- superstar. You could say that it may be Miles Garrett's team because he's been the greatest superstar that we have had in Cleveland. Uh but from the offensive point of view, clearly Nick Chubb has been the superstar of this team. Uh, injuries are a part of this sport. It is unfortunate. Uh, Nick Chubb has been injured, by the way. Uh, two consecutive years, he missed games. So it's not like Jim Brown. Jim Brown was the guy that played every single game of his career, never missed anything. Right. Only missed a few snaps maybe twice in his career, I believe. But uh, we knew that Nick Chubb had an injury at Georgia, which was very serious. It was kind of amazing that he recovered. He had uh, almost the same injury on the same knee. This time it looked terrible. We've seen people come back from amazing, uh, you know, from horrible looking knee injuries before. We just really don't know. If you saw the championship game with uh, Ohio State in the Jim Trestle era, mm-hmm. Willis McGahee blew out his knee, and I thought, oh, my gosh, there's no possible yeah. mm. way that Willis McGahee will ever play in the right. NFL. What a terrible tragedy this is, and he wound yeah. up playing. I don't want to limit Nick Chubb's uh, potential comeback, but uh, you know, as Steve said, we really have to leave that up to the doctors. We have to leave it up to God. Uh, we don't really know what we're talking about as sports writers. I will say, however, that it's not completely hopeless. Uh, there are, are articles in the medical literature about the return to play from 
reconstructive knee surgery. And I've looked up articles in the Orthopedic Journal of Sports Medicine and in the National Institute of Health. And there are uh, instances of athletes in the NFL who have had multiple knee surgeries and have come back and played at a high level. In particular, I would like to mention the career of uh, one Thomas Davis, who played 16 years in the NFL. He had his ACL, the same ACL, torn three different times. And he played um, nine years after the third ACL uh, tear. And he managed to make the Pro Bowl three times after the third ACL tear. Won a Walter Payton Man of the Year award. Wow. Now, he was not a running back. He was a linebacker. But that's a reasonably close. um, Sure you know, similar right. kind of sure. uh, amount of athleticism. So right. I don't want to say what's possible, what's impossible, what's different about his particular case. I just don't want to close the door and and say that, oh, you know, it's all over for Nick Chubb. I don't want to make any kind of pronouncements. I don't want sure. to say what's possible or what's impossible in this case. I want to just say that let's uh, be patient yeah. and listen to what Can the doctor Let me ask you this. And be, you know, let the doctors have their say and let God have his say rather than us stupid sports writers try to make predictions. Let me ask you this question, like a follow up to both of you. Let's say we don't we don't know what's going to happen, but just on the technical side of things with uh, Nick Chubb's uh, contract and things that going forward, his contract, he had it through next season, correct? Yes and no. Okay. He has no guaranteed <laughs> money next season. He's okay. supposed to get paid 12.2, but it's all not you, guaranteed. It, it's, you know okay. what? I'm supposed to get paid $12.2 million also, but I'm not going to get any of it. Well, same so, here. Money. So I guess my, my thing with the whole, what could happen to, to Nick in the future with specifically speaking about the Browns. I know there's been a lot of chatter even be, well before this, injury of what the Browns would do with him. And, you know, I'm, I've been rooting for him to, you know, come back and and then give him an additional contract. But now with the, I mean, this is a serious injury. Is that, is that, I mean, where do you two land with that? You don't, I mean, we don't know. Um, We don't know. Yeah. I I just don't think it's, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I I think we've seen Nick Chubb play in a Browns uniform no, for the last. No, this time. is silly. Um, no, you don't think yeah, so. He, he cannot be. He cannot be paid twelve point two million dollars. I'm not that. saying that at all. Yeah, but, right. Exactly. Well, he does not have guaranteed money, so okay. The Browns will have to make some sort of adjustment. I imagine that they will make an offer to Nick. Um, okay. That they would have some sort of contingency where he would be allowed to uh, be paid some amount of money while he is rehabbing. Um, But it won't be $12.2 million. And then he would probably be allowed to have some sort of uh, incentive laden contract. Right. Uh, But I would think, you know, that it would be, you know, the number one priority would be to allow him to, rehabilitate the knee on a yep. reasonable schedule that you wouldn't want to rush him back and hurry to hurry up and get into the action for the opening day and, and make all yeah. the yards you can immediately. That would be really stupid. 
So I think that they would probably figure out, well, what's the so rehab guess, schedule yeah. got to be? Let's see if we can set something up that okay. allows full recovery, number one, mm-hmm. and then we'll try to set up some sort of uh, offer um, based on that okay. and, uh, you know, kind of um, uh, make incentives based on a possible. Uh, so you're saying, yeah. So Steve, I mean, too, you're, you're, you guys are both suggesting that, or Steve, I don't I haven't heard yet, but do you believe that the Browns would still want to bring him well, back? I guess that's the way I didn't know if he was going to play. So he, you know, the contract yeah. is not going to be, Extended at twelve point two million dollars. Oh, I know that. No, no I, if, I, I know. If get about I, if, that. No, I knew. If he hadn't, that. if he hadn't gotten hurt, and you got to remember, this is his second contract. Uh, the way if I look at the way I look at the contract is the Browns felt that if he had a big year this year, they could mm-hmm. possibly, without the injury, they could possibly extend him a couple more years with some voidable years and turn that 12.2 into something a little more realistic, but it'll mm-hmm. spread out a little more. Right. That's the way looking at the, the, the contract and the way it's set up and knowing Andrew Barry, how he does contracts, that mm-hmm. would make perfect, perfect sense. But mm-hmm. like what Elliot says, sure? we don't know what kind of rehab he's going to have. So it's an entirely a wait and see type situation. Okay. okay. Well, we will we will re come back to that. Let's um, you know we have a lot more to talk about. We'll talk continue to talk about Nick Chubb because he was the heart of the team and uh, part of that heart. So it gets you know we just it's blown up in our faces there. Uh, be, even before Nick Chubb had that catastrophe in the second quarter, the catastrophe of the game started in the opening seconds when. It, Deshaun Watson throws a, a a pass that Harrison Bryant probably could have caught, but it was just it a, was tipped. definitely could have. It was, it was also tipped yeah. at the defensive right. on the defensive okay. line. Got to remember so, that. So it starts off crappy. We're all sitting there. We're all stunned. Like what the hell just happened? And so we carry on. So let's jump. Then that happened. Then the injury happens, and then we watch. We pray that Deshaun Watson somehow will become this, you know, saints and he'll, he'll rise to the occasion and he will bring the Cleveland, you know, and actually the team took the lead for a good chunk of that game because Pittsburgh has nothing on offense. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So I guess, so in the end, um, the Browns blow it at at the, not the Browns. Well, yes. I mean, there was a combination of things that happened at the end. No, no, this, this, this was an entire team loss. Okay. Right. I mean, everybody, everybody, everybody screams about Jedrick Wills. I am more upset at Posick and Teller for each committing two holding penalties. that killed drives. Yeah. I'm upset at Donovan people's Jones for giving up about 30 yards and field position Only one, and standing there and watching a clog over his head. And I appreciate that because you, we haven't even, that hasn't even been highlighted this week by the Cleveland media. That's what I'm well, upset I've, about. I've never seen anything like it. Donovan Peoples-Jones looks like I've never seen him play that poorly. Uh, I just, you get that sense after two, like you get the sense that there, things aren't happening. And then today, you know, Deshaun Watson is trying to kind of 
talk about how he starts the years off crappy anyway over the, over his history and that the players just aren't in sync and they're not on the same page. And I'm going, I'm thinking like, am I listening to like Baker Mayfield again or what, what's going on? Because it's like, no, he was, he was uh, referencing the 2019 season. Uh, They changed offenses. They started 0 and 3 and then they won 10 games in a row. I think it's just, I, I, everyone's, you know, upset about what happened to Nick. And now everyone's really like really blasting Deshaun and, we're all concerned because everything's kind of happened all in the scope of an, of it one night. And now we're all thinking, okay, what the hell is going to happen next? And can they can, I mean, it is only, it's young. It's still early. It's game two. We're going to week three. Steve, you're much more um, calm uh, than most Browns fans. And I don't panic. Well, I know you don't, but all I'm saying is there's the other half of the Browns fan base that is literally coming apart right now. And I just I, wonder... I know it's, it's like a bunch of petulant four years old, four year olds <laughs> who've lost their binky. Let's so, calm down, people. I know. But how do you so how are we going to calm this thing down with Deshaun Watson and the rest of the team that are making fumbling, bumbling mistakes? Is that going to be corrected? We'll get into talking about their next opponent, Tennessee, after the break. But I guess let's stick to Deshaun and some of the things here with the team. Um, where where are you thinking we're going? Because a lot of people are seeing, like, and I know I've talked about it, and I know Elliot talked about it, and and I'm and I'm like. Dude, like we're eight games in. And I know we're we're this magical number of ten or something. He had six games before, and now he's got. I just think you look at the numbers. I don't see a real swing that's going to show progression. We're seeing something that's very, like, not getting much better. And I'm I'm worried. So that's where I'm at with the Sean. Um, okay, Steve, where are you? Oh, at? I can you understand wanna, like, yeah, that. Yeah. So well, um, and then Ellie, you know, he had. Come on after He had Steve. six games in the Jacoby Brissett offense and two games in the Deshaun Watson offense. Um, he's just a hair off. Mm-hmm. He's just a hair off. I mean, mm-hmm. you think about that drive where they got the touchdown where Nick Chubb got mm-hmm. hurt. You remember mm-hmm. where it started? Very, it yeah. Started well, on the five-yard line. They the had a couple quarter. drives. They did a couple of those Eddie long drives. Troy Aikman, a couple times during the second game, said, uh-oh, Deshaun Watson's getting in rhythm. And he was getting in rhythm. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you got a quarterback who got super emotional and did two face masks. And like I said, everybody's mad at Jedrick Wills. I'm more mad at the other two, the two guys on the inside who know better than to hold on those plays. (laughs) I mean, the entire offensive line at pass blocking stunk. The only good one was Dewan Jones, and he had the highest pass blocking grade of anybody on the offensive line. Do you think it's a whole intimidation thing, T.J. Watt? I mean, just that fiery sort of – I think it's just a history thing. I'll I'll give you an example. We we, we, we talked about this. I live Mm -hmm. in Tennessee, and the big thing on Monday morning here on Sports Talk Radio – is why the University of Tennessee can't go to Gainesville and win. They haven't won in Gainesville in 23 years. Mm. They haven't won down there since T. <laughs> Martin was the quarterback. We're wow. including, you know, Peyton yeah, no, Manning hadn't won there. Right. And last year's team, which was super, super talented and beat Alabama, they went down there and laid an egg. And they mm-hmm. did it again this uh, this Saturday. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, sometimes teams have another team's number, i.e. Browns versus Bengals. Uh, right. So it 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 can happen. Uh, yeah. And on our and preview knew, show, right. my on our, our preview show, my one caveat, I, I kept saying Cleveland is more talented, but it's Pittsburgh. Yep. And that's what I kept saying. It can get yep. in your head, and it got in their heads. That was a well, total Yep. Team top two. Well, and the minute the, the game started, the way that it just started, we then it just re re, re it resurfaced right off the top of the at the top. Yeah, but as game. a Browns fan watching that Pittsburgh offense, did you have any confidence in that Pittsburgh offense? No, no. I mean, I he was got... sitting there in the in the beginning of the fourth quarter, thinking, "Hell, just run the ball, and if you have to punt, punt. They're not going to do anything. You can run the clock out." They held the ball in the fourth quarter for more than 10 minutes because Pittsburgh was. Oh, they did. Out, they dominated out, everything. Out, they had 80 out. some, 83 plays to 50 some plays, 22, 23 oh, yeah, minutes, 14 minutes. I mean, everything so, was dominated by the Browns. Yeah. Going forward, am I, am I worried about Deshaun Watson? No. I'm going to, like I said on the defense, I wasn't going to crown the defense until after week six. I'm not going to bemoan the mm-hmm. offense until after week six. Okay. okay. I want to wait and see how this plays out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Elliot, where are you at right now with Deshaun and what we've been talking about? Well, I'm very concerned about Watson. Uh, on the other hand, at the beginning of the year, I thought that Pittsburgh had the best defense in the division. Uh, mm-hmm. saw nothing to cause me to change my mind. Okay. Uh, TJ Watt is an awesome talent and he, uh, you know, did very well against DeWine Jones as expected, but they also have talent on the other side of the line also. And they beat up, uh, you know, uh, Jed Wills. That's also not a surprise. And they really made life difficult, uh, for Deshaun Watson. So, uh, you know, yes, Deshaun Watson had a terrible game. The thing that most concerns me, there, there are two things actually that concern me. One was the face masking calls, which to me signified a emotional breakdown. Uh, he lost his composure, in my opinion. The quarterback cannot do that. LA, He's let me the exactly. leader of the offense, and uh, yeah. he just really failed in that regard. The other thing that really, really I did not like was seeing some of the deep balls from Deshaun Watson where he threw the ball as if the receiver were breaking one way and the receiver broke the other way. And then I have to ask myself, well, did the receipt, you know, the, in other words, the receiver and the quarterback were not on the same page. And I have to ask myself, well, is it the receiver that is on the wrong page or is it the quarterback that's on the wrong page? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in particular, uh, there was a specific play um, that uh, Marquise Goodwin, uh, you know, was off in the wrong quadrant of the universe. And I thought, you know what, Marquise Goodwin probably doesn't have that many opportunities to be the, you know, the featured deep threat because he's not the regular wide receiver, you know. Okay. So I didn't think that he the veteran wide receiver who only has a few deep routes to run in the game plan against Pittsburgh. I didn't think he was going to mess that up. I think probably Deshaun Watson probably messed that up, you know, with like, let's say 60% confidence. And so I'm wondering, you know, whether it's a question of preparation, 
Yeah. And I, I really didn't feel confident that he was preparing. I also felt, uh, you know, some of the the uh, protracted or prolonged uh, scrambles that Deshaun Watson took. I yeah. wondered if those were really necessary where the receivers, you know, that's what I hate about watching games on TV. You can't really tell how well covered the receivers actually are. Were, uh-huh. were you know, the, is, is it the case that Pittsburgh's secondary is really that good that they covered the Browns wide receivers like a blanket, you know, because they didn't even look at uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. He did, he only had like, I think, uh, two targets the whole game. Was Pittsburgh's secondary really that good or was Deshaun Watson just immediately going to go improvise, scramble around and look for some kind of, um, you know, improvisational play? Yeah. And what it looked like to me, man, it looked like, oh, man, this is the way Johnny Manziel used to play. I started calling Watson <laughs> the Shawnee football. This is the Shawnee football, man. This is the kind of crazy thing that we used to see from Johnny Manziel and, you know, making ridiculous, unnecessary penalties and just kind of going crazy back there. Ellie, you know, on the penalty thing. Comfortable feeling. I was not oh, comfortable penalty. with Deshaun Watson. Let me and ask you this. Yeah. really concerns me. Let me just be, we're going to break here real quick, but on the topic of the, the penalty thing, you know, we see players like, let me just give examples, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. These guys have done runs where they do try to stiff arm the guy. Um, I've seen, you know, we've all seen them do it. So what's, there, are they just stiff arming and putting the, the no, arm? It's easy. A- it's easy to understand how you can, you know, get your uh, hand tangled up in a face mask from time to time. But Watson, man, he was dragging the face mask for yeah. two, three okay. seconds. I mean, it was bad. Yeah, it was okay. bad. It was you, nasty. The, it wasn't for necessary. a quarterback to do that. It's really unusual to yeah. do it twice. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I think it was it was crazy. It was disturbing. There was nothing good about it. It just made me very, very uncomfortable with the Sean Watson as a leader. It was I not read a, at all. Yeah, I read a um, statistic. We're going to go to the break here right now in a moment. One of the stats that I read, uh, Ohio, I think, betting.com, they came out with some stat about the negativity of quarterbacks across the league based on social media posts and interactions and i guess i guess Deshaun Deshaun watson is number two most negative um uh quarterback okay with that we're gonna break this is the fanatical that's really scientific wow we, we will we will be we'll be right back everybody i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, we are the Fanatical Elf Show. Welcome back. Boy, those commercials were fantastic. Did we sell a bunch I of stuff? Them. Am I going to get hey. paid a whole bunch of money now? Well, I I, love I, let me tell you guys, we are. We, I know, we, we, folks, we really, we come on here and we're, these guys are voluntarily coming on every week. We, we're, our product is growing because you guys are listening to us. But this is not a, um, this is not a moneymaker. Um, but we what? do this because, because we love the Browns, but I will tell you guys, you're telling uh, me this. I, now? Did talk to the, I know, I know. I talked to the guys at the fanat at the uh, fans first and you know, we did do some those advertisements for those free tickets back in the day. And we've been doing this back since April. So guys, I think we could see a few pennies, um, uh, here in, in the next few weeks. So I'm, I'm a little excited about that. So you can go yeah, and good. buy I, your, uh, you can go buy your McDonald's happy meal. Um, I got a penny uh, any poker game to go to next month. <laughs> All right. Let me yeah. ask you a couple more. Let's let, really... let me just say, well, let yeah, me just yeah, say yeah. one thing. And, and this, this is driving me crazy. And it has, it's been driving me crazy for a couple of days now. People saying that Deshaun Watson's not doing the work. That's a load of crap. Uh, according to the coaches and his teammates, yeah. he is putting in the work. He is con- even after, before training camp and after OTAs, he was constantly having his his uh, face in the playbook. So it's not that. It's just he's just a hair off. His timing is off. The speed Steve, of the game is still I, a little yeah. too fast for him. And I that's think, it. well, Stephen, I think and I also agree. he played he played way too angry Monday night. Well, that's I what I was God. getting, Steve. I was getting into that part because that's the kind of part that reminds me of Baker. And I know I'm not talking about Baker right now, but the emotional, like when we were talking about Johnny football and then Baker, these guys play, they, and you could like you, we've all said it. We can, we, we could all see the sense, uh, sense yeah, that but he needs that, to have fun. Yeah. I, well, I, mean, I know I need to have that. a little I, fun. I agree. And I think that's where there's a real sort of something going on. So this is, I guess, before we get into Tennessee, my other issue that I had the other night, on my solemn podcast, Johnny Cleveland was talking about uh, Steady Eddie, uh, aka Kevin Stefanski, and I still I, I I'm worried because now you know I I want Kevin to succeed and I think he still can, but there's something that in and this goes back to Deshaun. What's happening between Coach and Deshaun, and what can Coach or is Coach doing like this week? Hopefully to maybe settle Deshaun down and make the game fun because I think we're all, you know, part of the panic is what's going on. This looks a lot like what we've seen in the past with our offense and it's stymied and it's not really going very well. Uh, That first play, just like throw this out at you. And I'd like to know your take on this, that very first play of the game. And I saw some analysts talking about this on one of the social media things, but it was a, three-man tight end uh, with they had Amari Cooper and then they had three tight ends is that correct and they had everybody spread out 
and, they and send Nick Chubb to uh, in motion to wide. the other side of the field. Yeah. Okay. It just seemed like it. They pe- people have been critical. Like, why would you want to open the game against Pittsburgh? And I mean, what were they trying to do there? Were they trying? To, and I guess it just gets to the whole idea of like, what is Kevin? Is he? It seems like he's trying to outsmart everybody else and just not, you know, just I don't know. So that's that's some been some of the criticism that I hear, and just wanted to to go around the room real quick before we start talking about Tennessee. Um, Steve. Uh, Simple play to start to get Watson in a little rhythm. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not an NFL head coach, nor am I an NFL offensive coordinator. It is odd that he's throwing it to Harrison Bryant, who I think is a total waste of a team roster spot. The guy can't catch and the guy can't block. He definitely can't block. And he started his career as an offensive lineman. You would yeah. think he could block. So, yeah, uh, maybe I would have might have gone. I don't know. I don't know. Let me ask you uh, this. On that, on that specific to... play, on that play, though, what I saw is, that, you know, and I'm not an NFL coach, but I've coached some football. It seemed to me when you watch Deshaun, on, if you slow it down, Deshaun was, in my opinion, he wasn't even set. I mean, literally, he came back and flung that ball out there. Well, it got tipped. It, you got to remember, it also okay. got tipped. Okay, it I went back tipped, and looked at it, and you can see the guy tipping the okay. ball. Still, the way I, it was even before the tip. The it seemed to me like I, I watched that replay. Like he just, it was like a haphazard. It wasn't a focused attempt. To make it an was accurate a throw. throw. I, it was I a guess. quick throw. I don't know. I guess. I thought the footwork, I'm just, when I went back and slowed it down, it didn't look like Deshaun. It looked almost like he was, he wasn't really set. I don't know. Maybe I'm overlooking at that. But anyway, Elliot, what I'm did you not, I'm not going to okay. break down the first play of uh, a game. Well, I, I think it just <laughs> goes forever. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's but it's but it's talking, but it's getting to this whole thing about execution, and 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 that's where I get concerned. No, that's 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 no play calling, not execution. That's why Kevin. I got got no problem that way. I got no problem with throwing a ball to a tight end. I don't. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't. I don't. I really don't either. I mean, I can understand why he did it. Um, you know, crowds all hype to get the ball first, a uh, quick okay. little easy throw, get about three or four yards. Then you get yeah. the ball to Nick Chubb and, you know, you got a first down. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, I can understand it. Things, things do tend to get blown up over on that side. You know, it's TJ Watts' side of the field. Um, yeah. Actually, it was Highsmith's side of the field. TJ Watt was on the other side. Was he on the other side? Oh, I thought it was, yeah. on, he was, it was not on the right side of the field. No, it was on the left side. No, left side of the field. Well, my memory is backward, but okay. Well, then that makes even more sense. Yeah. Um, Uh, Yeah, I can understand it. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. Okay. But, yeah, I wouldn't criticize throwing the ball to the tight end. Okay. What's so so stupid about throwing the ball to a tight end? I'm not saying that necessarily. I'm just saying I don't think overall, again, that the two – that the quarterback – and the head coach, my underlying concern that going into this season again was that there just has always been, and I'm I'm not even talking about Deshaun. I'm talking about the guy that came before Deshaun and Baker Mayfield. Everyone wants to. Uh, okay, what I'm getting just at shoot all the tight ends then. No, more tight ends. I'm getting just at the idea. Off. I'm getting Cut at them. the idea. Trade him to Cincinnati. 
We don't want them anymore. Just have wide receivers and running backs. No, no more time. I'm getting at the idea that the, the it's the coach. No, I'm talking about Kevin Stefanski. coaches. We don't need any coaches. I'm just saying that there seems to be there seems to be a disconnect, and that's where I get. I'm concerned. A lot of fans are that. This How do you issue, get a disconnect? Uh, you know, I I see a guy who's in a a, a new offense and is the only going into that game. In, he only played games one game. In. You're no, eight games six in. Games, six games were the Jacoby Brissett offense. I don't care. It's still totally Kevin Stefanski. It's Kevin Stefanski it's a coaching. Totally different offense. It's you Kevin Stefanski. To... I just, I just don't. I think there have been issues that have come up with past quarterbacks, and there are issues that are coming up now. And I don't think these issues are going away. And I think the fan base, not, and I'm, I'm speaking about people that are irrational, like, like, like me sometimes. I don't think they're going to settle for this whole thing. This is going to like if they if they if they lose on Sunday to Tennessee. I mean, I don't even I don't even know what to. I mean, it's going to be a living hell uh, in 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 Berea. The the fans are already off on the edge of their seats. They're 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 coming off this huge grief of what has happened to Nick Chubb well, and. I don't you know, know. I'm just I'm speculating. The human, I'm, mind, yeah. the, the human mind can can create expectations on falsehoods. And true. Let's, let's just temper our expectations. How about that? Okay. I mean, let's give well, let's, let's talk let's, about let's let's yeah. see what I, Kevin Stefans he can do on a short week. Okay. He's so let's shown talk in the about past that. that he, yeah. he can do a short week. Uh, this so is Steve, a, a nice yeah, tell, opponent yeah, to get yeah, better. Tell us on. about that. Mm-hmm. To tell us about Tennessee because you you did a little research you know you got you have a little history with them you live down there what are your yeah I mean Deshaun's had some good history against them relatively yeah he's, he's thrown throws. nineteen touchdown yeah. passes against the most team he's ever thrown you know the okay. most touchdown passes he's thrown against any team a lot of people will say well that's before Mike Vrabel no Mike Vrabel is the head coach in 2018 and that's when uh, okay. uh, Deshaun came into the league. Um, He's they, been there that long. Wow. I, okay. Yeah. They, they, of course, they're going to run the ball with uh, Derrick Henry. Um, I mean, this last game against the Chargers, I believe he ran 46 times and Tajay Spear ran 28 times. Now, Tajay Spear scares. Oh, wow. Me. He's a okay. little shifty running back out of yes. Tulane. Tulane. Yeah. Round pick. I wanted the Browns to draft him. That's oh, how me, much yes. I like this kid. Oh, I love that kid. Um, he he reminds me a little bit of the Steelers' Chris Warren, who mm-hmm. had success uh, against the Browns a little bit until they shut him down. Um, he uh, Tannehill is uh, Tannehill. I mean, he uh, has the potential to make uh, you know to have a good game and also have a bad game against New Orleans. He threw three picks and had a quarterback rating at 28.8 against the Chargers, which has the worst defense in the NFL. He uh, had a quarterback rating of 123 and threw, you know, and was throwing the long ball. So you basically, what you have to do is you got to put pressure on Tannehill, uh, take away Derrick Henry. And so far the Browns have been very good against the run. And before anybody says, yeah, the Titans were also a good a good against the run. Well, they played the Saints without Alvin Kamara, and they played the Chargers without Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. So let's see what they can do. Uh, but, you know, uh, you put the pressure on Tannehill. Uh, his, 
his uh, his completion percentage goes down to about 50%. Um, that's what the Saints did, and the Saints have a pretty good defense. I think they're yes. the fourth-best defense. And yeah, they pressured him, okay. and yeah. yeah, they pressured him, and he threw interceptions. So well, yeah. Um, uh, and basically, their de- their defense. Uh, of course, they've got the big Jeffrey Simmons, uh, big All Pro uh, defensive uh, tackle. He's he's a stud. Uh, they have very good r- pass rushers. Uh, their linebackers aren't bad. Uh, they can't cover. Uh, their secondary is really banged up, but they do have Kevin okay. Bayard back there, who's okay. a ball hawk. Uh, but uh, their other corners tend to. Uh, give up a lot of yardage. Um, so far, they have given up the second most passing yards in the NFL. Uh, mm. Exactly 305 yards passing. Uh, okay. With both Carr and Herbert, and um, both the Saints and the uh, Chargers had a receiver who had over 100 yards and a touchdown. Mm. Mm. Now their defense so got, hasn't yeah, allowed yeah. a rushing touch. Their their defense has not allowed a rushing touchdown mm. and not allowed a back to have more than 50 yards. So that's where okay. this game is going to be won. The Browns got to run the ball, and that's why I I, I think they can do it. Their line is yeah. a better run blocking line than a pass blocking yes. line right now. Yes. Yes. Uh, but you know, you you do some long handoffs to uh Elijah Moore, you you put uh, mm-hmm. Watson in the shotgun a little bit more. Just yeah. got to get him in rhythm. Once yeah. you get him in yeah. rhythm and play smart, then uh, yeah. I think they can beat him. Elliot, you um, if you're watching this or if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, Elliot has now brought out um, uh, some graphics of the team. I love these show, graphics. Show some comparisons. So, Elliot, go ahead and explain what you, you see here between the Browns and the Titans for Sunday? Well, yeah, it's basically um, a pictorial representation of what Steve was saying. Uh, I'll go back to the uh, Browns defense. The uh, dark blues represent uh, super studs, greens above average, yellow average, orange below average, and red means um, really below average. Um, and they're based uh, largely on pro football focus grades and uh, some of uh, waiting from last year and also what they've done so far this year. And uh, pro football focus grades on their performance on each play, how well they executed their assignment. And uh, what we really want to know is, well, how good are these players actually? And so I've tried to kind of uh, uh, grade them on their ability rather than just the execution of plays. So I've used my own judgment a little bit on that point. Uh, the Browns' defensive line is really, really good. Uh, Zadarius Smith, however, did not practice today. He practiced today. He did? Okay, the yes, last thing that I saw, uh, maybe it was a day old, said that he did not practice. Uh, uh, no, he also, practiced today. Okay. All right. Well, we'll take that under advisement. Also, uh, Greg Newsom missed a practice. I guess it must have been yesterday. He also missed today. Okay. So that that might uh, mean that we'll see some uh, backups for Greg. We hope that he'll get uh, better. Um, And uh, on the uh, Titans side, Derrick Henry is really their big gun. It's Derrick Henry's team on offense. He 
according to Pro Football Focus, is not playing as well this season as he did last season. That's why he's not a blue box. He's a green box. And um, he also uh, missed practice today. He was limited practice, uh, or I should say earlier in the week. He was was designated uh, rest day today. Oh, is that it? Okay. Well, maybe he's okay. Maybe we'll see him at full strength then. But in any case, he did not practice. Um, But maybe he's okay. All right. Also, I would call your attention to the fact that our friend Chris Hubbard, who played in uh, 2018 for the Browns and then was injured in 2019, 2020, 2021, and 22, but still on the team for some kind of uh, reason that I cannot explain, is the starting right tackle for Tennessee, and he's given a green box by Pro Football Focus, and I couldn't bring myself to do that on this visual <laughs> aid, so he's he's orange. That's um, I, I, I just don't think that he's really – I just can't see him surviving uh, the Cleveland Browns pass rush. I just really can't mm. imagine that he's going to be yeah. that effective. Yeah. And, um, so I think that the Browns really do have a tactical advantage. The, our oh, line, they do. Their line. Uh, they should be able to harass Ryan Tannehill all day long. Uh, they do have DeAndre Hopkins out there. Remember, we were trying to say, oh, we need to sign DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Pro Football Focus is saying that he's really just kind of an average receiver so far this season. Well, that'll be an interesting reunion because, you know, DeAndre mm-hmm. and, and Deshaun, you know, that goes back yeah. away. So I'll, well, we'll that's true. Mm-hmm. But he's getting passes from Ryan Tannehill now, not Deshaun. But DeAndre Hopkins has never been really a burner. He's not really a fast guy. He's just very yeah. good at coming down with the ball and fighting uh, for possession. Uh-huh. And um, They also have Trayvon sure. Burks on the other side. Yeah. He's also a very yeah. good receiver, but not really a superstar. And <clears throat> I don't so recall they can catch yeah. the ball. Juan Thornhill. <laughs> um, did we hear his name called Monday night? Was he out there? Oh, yeah. Juan Okay. He played. I didn't hear his name or didn't see him much. Yeah, he, he was kind of uh, kind of um, hurt, but he uh, I guess he wound up playing. And I tell uh, you, yeah, Grant, he played. Grant, he played. Grant Delpit, what a fantastic interception he had early on in the game. Uh, that he's was... he's having a phenomenal first two games. He and Jay okay. Uh, and of yes. course, uh, even the backup lineman like. Uh, Hurst had a monster game. Shelby he Harris did. had a monster game. Yes. That's good to see. Even, yes. even, even uh, you know, Elliot, uh, Jordan Elliott had a good game. So that yeah. shows you what kind of defense you That's got. That's right. Going. They have depth. Browns have depth behind all these blue boxes. They have guys with yeah. green boxes standing behind them. <laughs> sure. So they, they have depth that they can rest people and, and put in a rotation there. So it's yeah. going to be a long day for the – let me, if I can say one thing about this uh, offensive line, um, these guys um, are all undrafted players. Uh, Andre Dillard Ooh. has had 11 starts at left tackle. Mm-hmm. Xavier Newman has had five starts, NFL starts. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Brewer, the center, has had four wow. NFL starts. 
So oh, that's great. what the Browns defense is going up against. Okay. And yeah, and, and they've looked pretty good because they've played against yet, some lousy defenses so yeah. far. Oh my God. Sandy, only- I mean, the Chargers are just god awful. They've scored 56 points in two games and are 0 and 2. So the Browns okay. are the Browns are three and a half point favorites at home. I think the oh, point went up a half a point. I think the point spread is somewhere around 47, 48 points. Uh, I, I find it hard to believe. I find it hard to believe, but or maybe, know, maybe maybe less. Maybe it's thirty nine. I'm trying to remember if it might be thirty nine, thirty eight, or thirty nine. So, you know, um, the Browns have averaged now twenty three points. They scored twenty four and twenty two, so their average is twenty three. Uh, Rod Titans Bloom, average fourteen and a half. So Rod, I mean twenty one. They yeah. average twenty one. They have so, more faith so. in the Browns' offense than than I do. Um, yes. Yeah, I gave. I'm shifting now to the Browns offense on the bottom of the visual. Sure, sure. And uh, the Titans are on the top, um, and uh, they do have some talent uh, on the defensive line. We mentioned Jeffrey Simmons, and that was a guy that uh, I wanted to draft, but we traded that pick away uh, in order to get Odell Beckham Jr. And so we were not able to draft Jeffrey. That was too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you talked about uh, Kevin um, Byard. Byard, yeah, and uh, they also have Amani Hooker up there, and uh, yeah, he's uh, Roger he's Mc- back from concussion, so mm-hmm. he's gonna play. He's gonna play. Okay. Roger yeah. McCreary, Sean Murphy, Bunting are the cornerbacks. Uh, they get very high marks. Mm-hmm. Um, I I put some red boxes. Uh, Jed Wills just really has not had good games this season. And I'm also giving a big fat red circle to Deshaun Watson, who's ranked like number 30 uh, out of 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And, you know, he's had eight games. He's got to really show something. Also, I I gave, uh, I argued with with, uh, Joel Cade about, Elijah Moore, but he's only caught about one third of the targets that he's been given this year, although he is second in the team in reception yardage. So I, I argued about that and said, well, okay, maybe he should be orange, but you know, getting one third of the targets is just really not NFL standard. So I couldn't, I couldn't bring him up to a yellow box, even though he does have yardage. Okay. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones had a really good year last year for the Cleveland Browns. This year, he has not been targeted very much. It's really kind of head? weird. <laughs> well, you know what? I saw that play on the on the punt return. I saw that differently than you did. I think the rule is that when you get a, a punt, you're supposed to stand on the 10-yard line and not back up. And I think that that... <laughs> that I think that that punt hit on like like the number on the seven yard line, didn't it? I thought he was further up. I thought it was like he was at like the twenty. Uh, there was a couple punts where he was up around the fifteen and past the fifteen. Okay, uh, that one I where think, they picked him think, on the five, think, he was like on the eighteen yard line. Yeah, I know, but I think what he what it was, it was a deep punt, and so he's trying to like fake out the defenders and. Uh, you know, Didn't but work. he had no reason to back up because the ball was hit so deep. That well, it was so, it was, yeah. And what was he was in there? He went all the way back to what was he trying to do there? Like it was freaking me out. Like if he touches he that ball, he, it's he, thought it, uh, he thought it hit him. 
And okay, but it didn't. Okay, but still, but wouldn't wouldn't I you mean, know that if you were the guy? <laughs> I'm just I don't know. I just seemed he discombobulated. Thank yeah, thank you. Maybe um, I missed missed that point. Yeah, well, I, that I, yeah, I just, it was I just, just a crazy the ball, Letting the ball go over your head when it's going to hit inside the 10 yard did, line did you I did hear not that? Think was a bad play steve I do you think that he felt that did he say that did anybody ask him that question uh, it appeared like he thought it hit him well you that's what tell. i was it thinking appeared. yeah okay but yeah. you know all right well let's was do... his head? i mean he had a good game against yeah. cincinnati he caught a couple key third down passes right. okay sure in the second half yeah, uh, but this game he just looked, and usually he's a good route runner. And, oh, I know, and, I know. But this this game he was just wandering around out there. Well, that I last mean, pass, I mean, he didn't catch it, but I mean, to me that pass looked like it was well. I mean, sailed way well over his head. Yeah, yeah was, they, so, they right. just need to get in sync. That's final. All. Final. I'm not worried about final, it yet. Well, let's do final takes then, uh, Steve. We'll okay. start with you since we're doing Tennessee. What are your uh, impressions? What do you feel? What's going to happen Sunday? Uh, all that fun stuff. Yep. Well, I hope the Browns will win. Um, I think um, judging from uh, Stefanski's past, he uh, is good on short weeks. Um, I think I think he just needs to get Deshaun Watson in a rhythm. During Pittsburgh, when he got into a rhythm, mm-hmm. He was playing well. He was making the right decisions. This is a team that is a little bit of a mystery. Tennessee, like I said, they supposedly have good rushing defense, but they really hadn't played a good running back yet. Uh-huh. Um, uh, if you have a good secondary like the Saints do, you can force Tennessee into third and longs, which is fantastic. I mean, right now, uh, let me see here real quick. Tennessee on uh, third downs is, um, where is it, where is it, where is it? I can't find it. But anyway. They're um, not very good. No, they're not very good. When he's under pressure, he throws for like 50%, and his quarterback rating is 28.3. And I think you said Pittsburgh last week. They were four for 14 on third down last week, Monday. Yeah, yeah, okay. they're not very good on third down, and you think I'm it's going to be a low-scoring affair? I'm thinking, I'm thinking that be, even though Tennessee has a new offensive coordinator uh, and is running a different offense than they did last year, Jim Schwartz still knows the personnel. So yeah. I will trust Jim Schwartz on oh, knowing the personnel. That's a good point. So. Yeah, good point, Elliot. What do you think? I think that. This is a time when we need to find out whether Deshaun Watson is Deshaun Watson or Deshaunee football. They're playing a team that does not have that much talent. This should be a high scoring affair. If, yeah, this, you know, this should be a wide open uh, game with a lot of passing yards and there should be some uh, deep balls thrown. Yeah. It's going to be a nice uh, I don't day wanna, there. I don't want to see any face mask penalties or any nonsense like I that. I want to see I want to see, see passes completed for with a high completion percentage and uh you know I don't want to see the you know the nonsense that we saw against Pittsburgh. Now it might be that it's Pittsburgh's defense that was that good, 
but we don't have that excuse against Tennessee because Tennessee is not that good. Okay. Very good. Guys, um, yeah, I think it's going to – I'm not predicting a 36-33 score like I I did last week with the Pittsburgh game, but I think it'll be uh, much less. Uh, I think the Browns do get a win in this game, but it's going to be – a nail biter at in moments. And uh, I'm hoping like you guys are hoping that Deshaun, you know, has had a history of playing relatively well against Tennessee and he can get some yardage through the air and the players can get back on the same page, especially the wide receivers. And maybe we'll see, maybe we'll see a deep ball connected with uh, Marquise Goodwin. That would be a nice, nice highlight. So um, guys, thanks again for joining us here on the fanatical elf show. These guys bring it every week. I, I talk on the other shows endlessly. Hopefully you guys listen. I give you, I give you props all the time. Um, these guys come and they, they have a wealth of knowledge. If you haven't figured that out and we've gained so many followers to listen to these guys over the last couple of weeks, I think we've almost 200 followers on the X and um, we're, you know, all you got to do is follow us on Apple, Spotify, you know, that the next show will be coming up. It pops up on your phone. You can tune us in. Um, we've got a couple. We, we'll have some lead in to um, Sunday's game. We'll have the any given Sunday show first thing in the morning Sunday. I think some of us might be then coming back for a pregame. Uh, I don't know if you're available, guys, but we'll try to do maybe a little bit of a pregame show. Uh, it sounds like Elliot's going to be on the road. I'm actually not. I'll, I will be at at the home uh, today, uh, this, this week. So I, we may try to get a pregame shout out to everybody too. And then a post game. So guys, take care. Thanks again for joining us. This is the fanatical elves show and go Browns. Woof, go Browns. Browns. Woof, woof, woof. Browns. Tune in.